0: I don't know why I don't like Aladdin, but I'll tell you, I have a beloved Twitter mutual who I don't think listens to this podcast. I love her. I disagree with many of her takes about theater, but I love her very much. Uh, She did point out that Thumbelina is a ripoff of Aladdin, and I've never been angrier in my entire (laughs) life because I think that, uh, I think that, uh, (laughs) I'm so like frazzled, I can't even remember the name of the song I'm trying to reference. Um, I have to look it up now. Hold on.
1: Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long distance friends bounce media recommendations, all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron.
0: And I'm a smooth set of cheeks, my prince. And
1: this, <laughs> and this week, we give Jafar the Alphabet special in the 2013 Star Kid musical Twisted. Before we forget about Prince Ahmed, remember you can help us on Mortified the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes are following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Layla. Aaron. What's your history with the Starkid theater troupe?
0: Uh, so, under my photo in my high school yearbook, it does say our history is nothing more than what the losers settled for, which is a quote from a very Potter musical. I hope that's enough to yeah. extract
1: from it. <laughs> yeah. I think that one data point kind of gives us all we need to know. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: What about you, buddy?
1: Uh, as for myself, my my uh, wife, when we first started dating, was very into AVPM and, you know, made me watch it. And, and, you know, I enjoyed it well enough. I thought the the first one was pretty good and the second one was bad, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, um... Yeah, StarKid is is a very interesting thing because that's something that I got into basically exclusively because of my wife and um, yeah I so like a lot of these musicals I've watched with her. Um, I don't I don't like them all, but like I think of all of them, Twisted is my favorite. Um, and and like I have like complicated feelings, especially looking back on this one. (laughs) Um, I I watched Twisted first in twenty fifteen, and you know the six years in between have um. You know, things about me have changed, and the world, um, and we're going to talk about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, Twisted is about, like, what if Jafar was the good guy in Aladdin? Um, Layla, do you want to do a plot summary? Because I think I did Death Stranding, right? You did. You
0: did. I will take this burden off of you. Um, So, Twisted... As you said, basically the premise is what if Jafar was the good guy? Uh, So in this one, Jafar is a wife guy and a bureaucrat. um, And as we open up the musical in a parody of the bell scene from Beauty and the Beast, where uh, you kind of find out that everybody blames Jafar for all the bad things in the kingdom because he's ugly um, and, you know, he's kind of the scapegoat. And you get a perspective of, like, you know, the... um, initial bread stealing scene from aladdin like what happened to the guards and how some of them straight up died in really gruesome ways uh for this like douchebag stealing a loaf of bread uh and you kind of find out that jafar had uh, a wife uh shahrazad who was taken by the sultan to be a concubine and then died in childbirth which we'll talk about it um and then aladdin is a fuckboy douchebag Uh, who finds Jasmine, who is your kind of... You made this note, and I agree with it. She reminds me very much of the uh, 2018 Jasmine. She's very, like, quote-unquote, woke social justice-y, but, like, in a weird way. Um, Obviously in a parody in this um, format. But uh, she decides she wants everything and wants to escape. She escapes finds Aladdin. And the two of them uh, decide that they're in love, obviously, uh, but as in the movie, Aladdin goes to jail. Jafar pulls him out, sends him to the Cave of Wonders because he remembers Sherazad telling him this story and is like, oh my God, I could use the lamp to save the kingdom and also bring my wife back. Um, Aladdin takes the lamp, becomes Prince Ali, and uh, the rest of Act Two of the musical is them staving off an in- invasion from Prince Ahmed, who I just almost forgot, which is a recurring joke in the show. Um, who Jasmine had insulted and, uh, you know, Jafar trying to get the lamp back from Aladdin and, uh, uh, you know, save the kingdom that way when it's discovered that he's like a false prince. Um, I guess the two big spoilers are that Jasmine is actually Jafar's daughter and Aladdin, killed his parents Mm -hmm,
1: yeah Yeah, he's a
0: murderer (laughs) i don't know
1: it's bad
0: (laughs) it's wild he has like a second personality that's a murderer um so that's the musical um it's let's yeah let's talk about i think before we get into the characters as we like leave the plot arena i do want to talk about the kind of world that they crafted
1: yes i think that's very important
0: yeah, because when you hear, I mean, Team Starkid, they're, they're white for the most part. Um, so when, you know, you hear that they're doing the Jafar story, it's an immediate, you know, discomfort in what are a bunch of white kids going to do with agraba And this is very like, we have a black president so are it's it's, so if we joke about racism that means it's over kind of liberalism um where they do have like call themselves out for all the people on stage being white and stuff like that um and they do like it they don't necessarily at first honestly i thought the first act was better with this because they didn't necessarily commit to a middle eastern setting um you know it was like half french because they were doing a beauty and the beast parody and i thought that was fine you know like don't commit to anything but then as the show goes on they're constantly referencing Allah and like you know they commit a little bit more to the middle eastern thing and it it, i don't it was very very 2013 Mm -hmm. i think is the the way i can describe it
1: yeah definitely um we're just gonna go straight into this talking point i guess but like um yeah, I do think it's very much emblematic of that kind of like, this is what it means to be progressive is to be like, yeah, racism's over. Um, and like, I truly think that like, this is, this is an, um, you know, an effort on their part to be more inclusive. Like, when they say Allah instead of God, um, I, I truly think it's them being like, yeah, just a reminder, this is set in a place where, it, you know, canonically, um, there's a lot of Muslim people. And like, I really think that this is their just effort to try to make this, this play like pay homage to the fact that like, yeah, we're a bunch of white people doing the story, but you know, we want to acknowledge that we're, you know, taking the story that is set in uh, a place that is, you know, faux middle East. I think that's also partially a problem with the fact that like Agrabah in itself is a big cluster of just like everything from Egypt over to India, just like mush it all on one big pot. And that's our story. Like, you know, the top, like the, the palace in aladdin is just the taj mahal but like they're constantly referencing like the son of osiris which is like an egyptian thing and like you know everybody is also a muslim and it's just you know uh, jasmine has a bengal tiger right there's a lot of like weird mix-up stuff here in in agrabah right that that is um you know a problem with with the agrabah was conceived in the original aladdin um so like i i am willing to cut them a little slack i i truly do not think they would make these choices today uh, in 2021 um so like it's important to note but uh i really think that they're not trying to you know i don't think it's like south park where they're just like yeah let's say let's do a racist thing but also we acknowledge it so it's not racist
0: Yeah, I mean, like, listen, in 2013, it would have made me laugh, and I would have bought in and seen nothing wrong with it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. eight years have passed, and in those eight years, there's been, like, an accelerated understanding of these nuances, Um, but, you know, we do need to acknowledge that uh, that is part of this, and... um, Again, I agree with you. I don't think those choices would have been made today, but they certainly were made in 2013, and I Mm -hmm. think watching it in 2021, that did color my enjoyment of it.
1: Yes, I think that's valid. Um, Let's talk about the characters. Um, What did you think of Jafar?
0: I think that... uh, First of all, we love a wife guy. Yes. We love a wife guy. Um, I think that the earnestness in the performance really, like made this show what it is if if it was played for jokes and not like in genuine earnestness I don't think I would have liked it as much
1: oh yeah um 100% I think Jafar's performance makes this sh- makes or breaks the show like everybody else is kind of aware that they're like a jokey character Jafar is like the only person who's like dead set and serious. Um, and I really like that characterization. I think that the actor whose name is Dylan Saunders does a great job of just being very sincere and caring about everything. Like, even though like everybody, the, the canned line is your, it's all your fault. Jafar. Um, like when everybody like the captain of the guard is constantly saying that to him and he's like, No, it's not. What he <laughs> he plays it completely straight? Um, which I which I love. Um I, I liked Jafar. I, I think he, he gives the best performance.
0: Yeah, that being said, the moment Dylan Saunders opened his mouth, all I could hear in the back of my head was, Welcome to Hogwarts or however that fucking song goes. <laughs> uh, which I should know because I performed it as Dumbledore in college. Anyway.
1: Holy shit, we have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we cannot break that down right now.
0: <laughs> Jasmine reminded me of 2018 Jasmine. She was very funny. <laughs> I do wish they didn't say that she was 16.
1: Yes, there there's the big problem with the Aladdin character, in my opinion, that we'll get to in a second, but like yeah, that 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 was not great, the way that they're just like by the way, she's 16 and Aladdin's 33. It's like, okay, we didn't need that. He's already very clearly a bad person. But um, yeah, I, I do like, I honestly think that this form of Jasmine is better than the 2018 Jasmine just because like the, you know, she's played as a joke and like all her social reforms are kind of mocked as being like very silly like at one point she's just like all of the people should have slaves even the slaves should have slaves it's like all right uh again probably shouldn't you know use that kind of language but also like that's the kind of person she is and it's very much like that's kind of the the spirit that the 2018 aladdin was trying to capture and then like that jasmine was trying to enact social reforms but also it's just like you know (laughs) the jasmine in this one is just like Why aren't the people in power doing anything? Like, and the joke is that, like, she's the princess. Of course she could do something about it. But in the 2018 Aladdin, it's very much just like, why aren't people in power doing anything? And it's like, Jasmine, you're the princess. And I know there's a whole plot where it's just like, oh, well, she can't because of laws. Um, But, like, it's still, I I think this is a funnier version of that, Jasmine. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I mean, listen, I can't even, I walked out of that theater in 2018 not being able to hum a single, like, line of Jasmine's solo, which they literally stopped time for in the story. Um, And then, listen, the I Want Everything song fucking slaps when she was talking about living on the moon and then also, like, making it a pie and then also putting it in her hair. I was like, i I'm bought in mm-hmm.
1: that that <laughs> I like one this
0: fantasy for you <laughs>
1: that song and the the twisted song are my two favorite songs from this musical um I think they're great um but yeah I, I really liked Jasmine um so Aladdin uh, the characterization of Aladdin is weird and like I get why they do it because like he, they, they're like okay if Jafar is a good guy then Aladdin has to be a bad guy um so we're gonna make him a thief but we're also we're also not gonna make him like a Jean Valjean thief. We're gonna make him like uh, a guy who is just lazy and just wants to hurt people. Thief, which is like not really how stealing works. But like again, this is a parody. They're they're not trying to make it serious. But also, it, it is just a weirdly conservative bent uh, for this character.
0: Honestly, like the moment Aladdin came out, it's just I feel like Starkit has a very um, specific. Way of parodying things like the moment I was like, Oh, Aladdin has to be a bad guy. I was like, He is gonna be a fuckboy douchebag who just wants to bone. And what was he? Yes, oh, fuckboy douchebag. That being said, he has some really funny lines, and I really like um the performance of it. But I think you're right, there was something just weirdly conservative and weirdly, not even like conservative, like politically conservative just conservative in the interpretation Mm um and then what the fuck was that twist at the end
1: okay so at the very end so alan has a song like in the first act i think where he talks about how he was orphaned at 33 uh which is a very funny (laughs) like i don't think the rest of that song is incredible but that (laughs) that line alone is he's like orphaned at 33 like that's a really funny um yeah but then, like, at the the third act, like, final confrontation between Aladdin and Jafar, there's just, like, this whole, if you've seen the two towers in Lord of the Rings, like, he gets this, like, the camera switches between, like, one side of his face and the other, and, like, he keeps turning his head to the left or to the right to, like, emphasize his two personalities talking, and the other personality is just like, hey, you remember me? I'm the guy who told you to kill your parents, and he's like, oh, wait, what? And, like, it comes out of nowhere. It's fucking weird. I think they just needed to add like another couple minutes to the show, and it just really like I don't I don't think it was necessary. It, it would have been fine if they cut this whole bit, but it was it was very strange.
0: Yeah, like Aladdin steals from orphans. You really didn't need to like hammer home that he was a bad guy, which I think is is something we talked about last week too with Death Stranding, like um, with you know, villains who make women strip. We yeah. get it.
1: Yeah, we, we didn't need we didn't need the bad treatment of women. We he blew up a city with a nuclear bomb, like we get it. Uh yeah. similarly, we don't need the Aladdin is constantly trying to, you know, coerce Jasmine into sex in in like not necessarily a violent way, but in an aggressive and persistent way, like the, there's a joke song about taking off your clothes um which is like a reference to the, you know, practically an urban legend um that's like you know disney is trying to submit or you know subliminally teach your children to take off their clothes like um they make all these jokes about how like oh this tower looks like a penis and like the sfx joke which is a reference to this thing in the lion king where simba falls down and the dust that comes out of him like some people think it looks like the word sex and some people thought it was just sfx because the sfx team was trying to, you know, like, shout themselves out. And, like... It was,
0: yeah, it was the special effects team. Yes. Trying to... shout <laughs> Yes, and I can, that, I that's what it was, but...
1: One. Yes, and it was that, of course, but, like, there's all these, like, you know, conspiracies about how Disney is trying to make your kids fuck or whatever. um And, like, that's what this song is about, but it's the persistent nature of it, the way in which it just keeps going on and on, um... I really didn't like it. It made me really uncomfortable, especially the fact that they keep highlighting that Jasmine is 16. It's just like, come on. We, again, he steals from orphans. We don't need, he's also a sexual predator. Um, it's, it's, it's a little much.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing, right? Is there's actually a couple of moments where this show makes fun of sexual predation, which, I it's not that I don't think there's room for that, right? I think he, I think it can be treated with humor because it's a facet of life. I've definitely made light of, you know, situations I've been in in the past cuz like what the fuck else are you going to do, you know, sometimes? Um wish more of that was in Jasmine's hands. Yes. Um I think that would have made it better and again, wish she wasn't explicitly 16. Um, I don't, if they had just left it ambiguous, it would have been fine. You could say Aladdin's 33 and then Jasmine is whatever. Young, mm-hmm. you know, but you really didn't need to uh, it's just, you know, guys. <laughs> it's, yeah, you didn't, it's too much. Yeah.
1: Um, Anyway, there's a couple more characters left. Um, How do you feel about Sherezad? You know, unfortunately, a character that does get fridged, but (laughs) how did you feel about
0: her? I wanted, I don't know, man. Because I I couldn't even pay attention to her because the whole time I was like, you're going to (laughs) die. You know, I was just like having death vision for Sherezad. And I was so relieved when uh, uh, Jafar was like, I lost her to the Sultan. I was like, oh, maybe she didn't die. And then he's like, and then to heaven. I was like, i got. Yeah. So I mean I liked her, but yeah, yeah, like that she was a plot device.
1: Yes, I think that's valid. That you know, I I really again, we'll talk about this, but like I really liked her and and uh, Jafar's relationship. I I thought it was very earnest and sincere, and I loved their performances. And and um, spoiler alert, I cried a non-zero amount of times during this musical. Um, and basically all of them were scenes with either Jafar and Jasmine or Jafar and Sherazad. Um, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, uh oh boy. Now
1: let's talk about arguably the best character in this musical.
0: Oh, absolutely. My favorite character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Prince Ahmed, who, uh, came to, uh, you know offer his hand to jasmine and she had her tiger bite his ass Mm
1: -hmm. and like in the original aladdin that's played off as a joke right it's just like oh he's just the mean guy that aladdin you know called him you know a horse's ass or whatever and then you know he raja bites his butt and he you see his heart-shaped underwear and then he um storms off and it never becomes a thing again in this one like he's like you know a diplomatic actor and is like okay for this insult you have tried to assassinate me I am now going to invade and destroy your country and you know I thought that was fun
0: hey real talk yeah I forgot I thought he was like a Starkid invention I forgot he was in the original movie Layla, you're the problem
1: <laughs> You're the reason no one remembers (laughs) Aquaman.
0: I'm like, you're describing this scene to me, and it's, like, not coming.
1: Okay, hold on. Let's go to YouTube.
0: Hey, audience. This is Editing Layla. Uh, We went on YouTube and watched the scene. Back to your program.
1: (sighs) Maybe it's because Aladdin is uh, my wife's favorite Disney (laughs) movie, but I, I definitely... Definitely know this guy. Um, but yeah, no, not a star kid invention. Real character. Wow. Well,
0: I'm sorry, Prince Ackman. You're my favorite. Now. Now yeah. that I know who you
1: are. <laughs> yeah, no, in, in this musical, he fucking slaps.
0: Yeah, wow. All right, well, um, let's talk about uh, the Vizier and the Sultan, I guess.
1: I mean, I just brought them in because, like, they are characters. They're f- fine
0: Oh, then fuck them. I want to talk about the guard.
1: Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Sure. Uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Hakim?
0: I think so. Oh, you know, talk about second favorite character, because the moment that fucking guard walks on stage, I laugh there's no time where that straightforward fucking delivery of whatever he's trying to say or the way he delivers it's all your fault Jafar <laughs> doesn't get me <laughs>
1: the, the scene where he's describing Aladdin's massacre in the marketplace <laughs> is fucking hysterical because he's just like because Jafar's just like oh something smells like shit and then he looks over to this guy and he's like that's my fault um, because um we were chasing this thief um, there was a bloodbath in the marketplace the, the 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 thief pulled the sword from the sword swallower's throat from the inside a fat guard fell on the man who sits on a bed of nails <laughs> and Abdul choked to death on shit this is all your fault Jafar <laughs>
0: Like it's so good it's even better at the end where the guy who plays Abdul comes back and he's like look it's Abdul's twin brother before <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I'm mean, it's just like or like jasmine's just like um what did she say she's like he he, he never like hurts anybody and he's like tell that to uh, <laughs> to buffool's twin brother abdul or some shit and like that's so good that's a great joke
0: it's truly, really like, honestly, there were definitely moments where, you know, you're, like, uncomfortable because it's an eight-year-old musical that, um, you know, like we said, has some decisions that wouldn't be made today. And sometimes it drags a little bit, but God, when it gets you, it gets you. That fucking guard is everything to me. He's also very tall. Did you notice that?
1: Oh, yeah, he's huge, even huge. without the hat.
0: Even without the hat. It is wild.
1: The apple cart. One of the apple carts. They're all turned over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man. Really good. Uh, really good. Yeah, no, truly. And I mean like uh um I think it's actually not a bad lead in to talking about met- meta-narratives in general. Like that's a favorite type of Star Kid joke. Um, mm-hmm. is just, you know, taking like a common expression and turning it uh on its on its side so you know all the apple carts are turned over. There was a whole gag with the guy who sold um Jafar the second half of the necklace that he was looking for. Where you know he, the lead up was two expressions that were not common, and then he said he cut my dick off, and he actually meant that he got his dick yeah, cut he,
1: off. <laughs> yeah, Um And th- th- it's pretty good. Um, and I don't, I don't actually remember very much about like Star Kids plots to their their musicals, but like I definitely noticed in in you know in Twisted, like they they have a lot of like very direct references to the acquisition of Pixar, uh, you know, by Disney, right there, and like. There's this whole joke that's like, oh, our kingdom was built on these 2Ds of like duty and diligence or some shit. Uh, and at the end, like, we have to bring back the 2Ds, um, which is very clearly like, hey, we don't want 3D animation anymore. We want, you know, 2D, more hand animated stuff. Um, and then also, there's like a joke at the end where they like, they find a bunch of money and then, you know, they make a joke that's like, okay, yeah, like, how how much would it cost for us to buy off um, Ahmed's army? And it's like, so we have 7.4 million drachma, or billion drachma, I believe. Um, and, like, that's the amount of money that Disney acquired Pixar for. Um, and it's like, I think it's a very of-the-time thing of, of media to be self-aware and to, to make commentaries on itself. Specifically, I, I want to reference Frozen which is all about subverting the tropes of of the princess stories that Disney had been telling. Um, you know, also came out in 2013. Um, but, like, you know, there's a part where, you know, uh, what's her name? You'd think I'd remember her because we talked about her for 100 years in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Elsa, Elsa. Uh-huh. Elsa tells Anna um, you can't marry a man you just met, which is, of course, the joke in, you know, because of, like, all the previous Disney ones, it's just like that's just how characters work, is that you... You know, you meet a man, you fall in love with him, and, you know, you get married with him. Um,
0: Which they and make the, that joke in here, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but, and then I, I think we see this continued on, like, specifically in Ralph Breaks the Internet. I'm sure you have seen the clip of, like, you know, fucking Vanellope going to meet all the CGI Disney princesses. And they're like, oh, were you, like, captured or enslaved? Or is your mom, are all your parents dead? And she's like, hey, are you guys okay and apparently that clip goes on for far too long in the actual movie. Um, but like, again, right. I feel like this is of a time when like, it was cool to comment to, to comment on meta stuff to be like, hey, look how we're subverting tropes and pointing it directly out to the audience. Um, I don't think that's very cool anymore. I you know, I think that one, it's just better if you let the, the reader or the audience figure that out on their own instead of being like, look, we did the thing. Did you see? Um, and also, like we live in the world in which Facebook is now literally called Meta. Um, like I, it just doesn't bl- the, the future has changed in so many ways. Like the joke about Disney acquiring Pixar was like so, kind of funny in 2013. It's not fucking funny anymore because Disney owns half of all major production companies and it fucking sucks. Um, it, it's just so weird in which the way the ways in which that these kind of narratives have changed.
0: Well, honestly, we could we could even look back to the start of this trend. Being in, hold on, let me look up this release date. I think that the lead up to the um, 2010s ten's uh, meta narrative discussion, I guess, started in two thousand fucking one or you know four with Shrek.
1: Oh shit! That's that's a very good point.
0: Yeah, because Shrek really did the whole, like, gritty princesses and, and turning all the tropes on their heads first. And I feel like it was such a turning point for... Which, mind you, Shrek is, was the B project that if you got in trouble on Prince of Egypt, you got <laughs> set to work on Shrek.
1: You got shrek <laughs> But
0: hey, look how that worked out. Um. So... Um, you know it started that far back and then in the 2006s we really entered that period where there were just like no original movies There were literally just parody films epic movie um what was the one that was parodying 300 meet
1: the spartans
0: meet the spartans vampire vampire one vampire suck yeah so there's just a bunch of them and that was like scary movies so i feel like 2010 through like 14 was really the bounce back from that when we were really doing a lot of like meta-narrative stuff and again i think i think this is really like an like a time capsule almost right like i don't think you could introduce this show to new audiences but it is interesting for us to look back on mm-hmm. it as people who like participated in that internet culture because that's what a lot of internet humor was back then. Um, eight years ago, it was a lot of like meta narrative stuff. And, and that's what the media was obsessed with. I do genuinely think it started with Shrek.
1: Yeah, at, at least as far as like critiquing Disney specific properties, like absolutely. Yeah. Um... You know, that's not to say that, like, you know, narratives haven't always been a thing. Of course they have. But this is specifically in our lifetimes, you know, in, in our media experience of in our experience of media consumption. But, yeah, I, I think you make a, an excellent point that, like, this is really a time capsule. Like, this is not probably a show that I would want my children to watch or like i wouldn't like i would not recommend this to somebody who i wasn't you know i didn't have a pre-existing friendship with um like i was i was still pretty nervous about being like layla let's revisit this you know about star kid right <laughs> um oh, the
0: and, funny part is is i avoided it like the fucking plague mm-hmm. every time it was brought up i was like mm-hmm, yeah, put it on the yeah list anyway list yeah, sure. <laughs> have
1: you heard of princess tutu <laughs> um but like but yeah um and it was for this, this exact reason, which is, like, no, it hasn't aged well. Um, but, like, the the thing is that, like, despite all of these things, I was, you know, like I said before, like, in tears by the end of it because I found it so moving in, in some parts. Um, that might just be because I'm a wife guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think we can discount that. Um
0: you got it's, those Scorpio feelings, man. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, I've had a lot of lot of emotions this month. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I associate Star Kid specifically with my wife. And, you know, I, I watched this with her and we had just come back from, like, a kind of a difficult Thanksgiving. So, like, you know, I was very grateful for her to be there with me. So, you know, uh, Aaron loves his wife. You heard it here first, mortified listeners. Um, but uh, Layla... Uh, uh-huh. l- before we wrap up this, I really wanna, I really want to get this into the mortified canon because this is something that you know we haven't made explicit. What's your <laughs> beef with Aladdin?
0: Oh, Boise, Idaho. Okay, <laughs> so I don't, I don't like universes that don't have rules. <laughs> um, so hear me out. I have. Two scenes in, in like, golden age Disney history that I fucking hate. And it is... Listen, R.I.P. Robin Williams is a great fucking song, but I hate it in the context of the movie. Friend Like Me. And... It's the Gargoyle song from, from uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame.
1: Okay, that second one is very bad, so you're not wrong.
0: Because the moment you start putting neon lights and shit in my uh, period fantasy... I start getting mad. I can't do it. I'm too much of a stickler for in-universe bullshit. It makes me angry. It's something I've been working on my whole life. (laughs) I don't know why I don't like Aladdin, but I'll tell you I have a beloved Twitter mutual who I don't think listens to this podcast. I love her. I disagree with many of her takes about theater, but I love her very much. Uh, She did point out that Thumbelina is a ripoff of Aladdin, and I've never been angrier in my entire (laughs) life, because I think that, uh, I think that, uh, (laughs) I'm so, like, frazzled, I can't even remember the name of the song I'm trying to reference. Um, I have to look it up now, hold on. Let Me Be Your Wings. I think Let Me Be Your Wings is a thousand times better than the... a whole new world of whatever the fuck that song is. I hate that song. I don't know why. It makes me angry. Like, it's just, maybe it's because my dad was a scammer, and I'm just <coughs> allergic to, like, competent women falling in love with scammers. Is that it? I don't know, but I don't like the movie. That th- I have not hated a movie more than the 2018 Aladdin since um, The Great Gatsby in 2012 when I walked out of the theater shaking like I I hate 2018 Aladdin it makes me viscerally angry and I use it as a teaching example of what not to do in my animation classes so like I don't know I think I just have to exist in order to balance out or your wife's love for it you know
1: (laughs) that's correct
0: I think that's what has to happen is I have to exist as a hater so that your wife can love this movie
1: Mm -hmm. darkness (laughs) darkness rises and light to meet it (laughs)
0: uh (laughs) that's okay i respect her choices but uh i myself um that being said um i'm just dropping a lot of like lore about myself i did win a declamation contest in 2008 at my middle school uh reciting um prince ali
1: i cannot believe the hypocrisy after all all Aladdin's done for you, ah, oh, the yeah, treachery. In my
0: basement, uh, for, for knowing, for, for be just being very spirited in my recitation of Prince ali Amaris, he Ali Can Genuflect, show some respect? out on one knee.
1: Oh, God, it's barbaric, but hey, I so. Know. Um, <laughs> I hope you're happy. I am happy. Oh God, um, Layla, when we are not having. <laughs> Uh, just (laughs) wild conversations about media that took place uh, in a Uh very strange part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Where can people find us on the internet?
0: You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Twitter and Tumblr. I did just write an essay about a property we're going to be visiting next year, uh, which is a Nietzsche and Bible-inspired JRPG series called Xena Saga. Um, I wrote about how the second installment is genuinely punishing to play. Um, And not very fun, even though one and three are. Um, uh, So you can read that. Aaron, where can can people find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at AaronSXL, where I talk about health policy and tabletop RPGs. You can listen to the other podcast I do at The Bible Boys. Um, The week that this episode comes out, we will be talking about the weight loss cult that is also biblically inspired um hbo did a series on this called the way down uh the first three episodes are out and we're going to watch those um so that should be just really really upsetting uh if you want to listen to that um i think i should also at the end of the month have an essay out about um the new taz balance um are like episode or Taz Imbalanced DM'd by Abria Iyengar. Um, but also about um, a little bit about nostalgia uh, and looking back and how there's you know, how that's bad sometimes. Um, I'm not sure. Right now the essay's a mess. We'll see how it comes out. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, and just to remind all of our faithful listeners, um, this is our second year approaching the holidays, which is fucking wild. We've been doing this program for almost two years now um, in December, we will only be doing two episodes. Um, we will be talking about that programming later. One of them will be the princess switch three, which I am very looking forward to. Um, and then we will be taking two weeks off to spend with our family's loved ones. Uh, and then we'll be back in the new year with (laughs) some real unhinged programming, uh, as (laughs) what did you say on Tumblr? We're going to jump all the sharks.
1: Yeah, you have no fuck- like, you think this- you thought Death Stranding was bad? Holy shit, you should see the lineup we have for season three. Oh,
0: it's man, gonna be we're,
1: insane.
0: We're diving right- I can't wait to talk about Xena Saga with you, buddy. I'm so fucking thrilled.
1: Uh I said, uh, Mortified season three is gonna jump every shark possible. Buckle the fuck up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you
0: heard it here first, Paul.
1: <laughs> uh, so, cannot wait for that. Oh. Uh, Um, Our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmakers Reference Kit Volume 2. Find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: when we are preparing to close November out, what do we want to say to our listeners?
0: Well, I just want everybody to remember that you're a very talented writer, a great media thinker, and a wife guy. And they tiger fucker, tiger fucker, <laughs> tiger. <laughs> I didn't fuck a tiger.
1: <laughs> we'll see you all next week. <laughs>